This feels wonderful. I must begin by recognizing um, the amazing staff that has worked so hard um, for you and for all of us. Micah, Randy, Sarah, Stefan, Crystal, Kate, Taz, Linda, Jackson, Keith, Jeff, Daryl, Kim, and Maureen, and I'm probably forgetting a few here and there, Michelle, um, for all the great work that you have done, and all of you, every one of you that has given up your time and your talent and your treasure to bring us to this space. Please take a moment to honor take a moment to honor all the congregations that have come before us. Uh, Truly, this is holy ground. Many communities have worshipped here. They have loved. They have laughed. They've cried. They have supported each other and created this space for us to be here. We are so blessed to have been given this space through their consciousness. So let us also honor every community from the inception of this church. So a woman was sitting on a bench, feeling alone, and a very wise man came up and sat beside her. And before her, there were four paths to choose from. One was actually going backwards from where she came. She had done this path many times. Two were going horizontally left and right. She had traveled down both of them very often and loved the views, but never really got what she was looking for. And the fourth path was straight in front of her, straight ahead, but over a cliff, with a sign that said, Fool's Cliff. So the wise old man said, sitting beside her, said, It is said that only fools go over that cliff, and that they never come back. Most people say it's because they're kind of dumb and they died. I think it's because they finally had the courage to jump, they learned how to fly, and they really started to live. The woman really wanted to jump, but she was afraid. So she said, no one has ever come back. And the wise man stood and smiled. And he said, well, well, (laughs) this is our dress rehearsal, remember? Remember that. The wise man said, well, every once in a while, one comes back just to help those that are ready. He patted her on the shoulder and he walked away. Almost nine years ago, I got the vision to come to Chicago from LA and start a spiritual center. I had never done it before. I had no idea how I was going to do it. I didn't have the money to do it. But I was not going backwards. That life was over. I had been offered A few jobs to my left and right that were kind of unappealing would have sufficed, but I would have become bored very quickly and they would have suffered at my boredom intensely. (laughs) And straight before me was the cliff. You know when you decide to jump off a cliff and take a chance, there are those that are right by your side ready to convince you otherwise? there to scare the bejesus out of you so that you don't jump? Well, it was the summer of 2003, and I was at what's called the Silomar, 
which is a conference for the larger organization. I had just graduated from ministerial school, and I, had, I was speaking at this conference and completed my oral panels, the final phase, um, before uh, becoming a licentiate minister at the time. And an older minister came up to me and said, um, so what are you going to do? And I said, I'm going to go to Chicago and start a spiritual center. In fact, Patrick and I had already moved here. And uh, he goes, wow, that's really risky. (laughs) He also said, and I know a guy from Florida who's going up there to do the same thing, and he's really good. (laughs) I'm not kidding you, that's what he said. To him, I looked like a fool. To him, perhaps, I was doing what he was afraid of. Who knows? But the fear in him started pouring out and coming at me. And admittedly, I felt the fear. I tell the story to this day of what happened. But to me, it was just the right thing to do. That there was no other choice but to jump, to take the risk. You know, in the tarot deck, there is one of the cards is the fool. And the fool in the tarot deck is happy in his visions and in his dreams. He's about to step off of a cliff. He's a happy-go-lucky guy. He, a happy-go-lucky guy. He doesn't know where he's going, but he knows that it's going to be expansive and that life is going to be good. It's uncertain and it's scary, but it's also so renewing. It's, it's refreshing and it makes you feel youthful. It makes you feel alive when you step into that vibration. The fool in the tarot deck's number also is zero, which means new start. So when you step out as a fool in the tarot deck, when you step out into new ventures, you're you're, you're beginning number zero, new start. You get to have that refreshed energy. You You get to feel the goodness of life that rises up within you. We are at a new start for ourselves here. And a new start for this church that I love to call the old lady. A year and a half ago, we walked into this space. It had been abandoned and neglected. It, it, it was filthy, filthy. It was filled with memories of many communities and lots of their stuff that they left behind. It was filthy. <laughs> and what I believe and what I sensed was that this old lady was looking for us the way that we were looking for her. That's how the law of attraction works. A divine idea comes within us to move forward, to, to move into that expansion. And we need new things. We need new, new location. We need new life to occur. And the law of attraction gets activated by the desire, by the intention that is planted within you. And it starts to work on your behalf. That's what happened to us as a community. We set the law of attraction into motion by declaring that it was time for us to move and expand, and that we were calling forth our new home. Well, I imagine, you see, in the the Western world, we don't think enough about the idea that inanimate objects have life, but indeed they do, all is life. And so this very building, the three buildings that we have, have life, they have energy, 
They have the same vibration. They have the ability to attract. They have the ability to use the same laws in different ways, their contents and context and from their container. But nonetheless, they have a vibrational pull about them. So we got pulled together. There was more than a couple of times along this last year and a half or so where I wondered if I was a real fool and what was occurring here. I had some doubts along the way, and I'm guessing I wasn't alone in those <laughs> doubts. But I saw the vision long before. I kept speaking it. I kept seeing it. I kept welcoming it. I tried not to force it, one of our challenges, to just stay in the welcoming vibration of what is to come. And it came to pass in its perfect time. Big yay for that. Big, big celebration for that. And here's what else happens when you step out on the edge, when you jump over the cliff. There were other things that I've tried in my life, that I believed in, that I put my heart into. I really thought they would work, and they didn't. Maybe I was a fool there. I don't know. Maybe I didn't see all that I should have. And people followed me and they were disappointed and I was disappointed. But what I know today, even as we're sitting in one of the fulfillments of a vision, I also know that for me, the unfulfilled visions, if you were, are just as important for my journey, for my process, for my becoming, and for yours. You see, it's not about getting getting the ones and, and winning the game and then going, yay, look at me. That's one piece of the puzzle. The other part is going for that which you feel is good and true inside of you. And if it doesn't come to pass, if you fall short, to still go, yay for me. Yay for me because I showed up. Like that beautiful song that, that Letty read. I took, I, I, I stepped out where everyone was saying don't, where everyone was saying you can't. I did. And, you know, very often Patrick and I, who's also a quite an adventurer like myself, and uh, just going for what we want to do, it's quite a crazy household, actually. There's not enough people to ground us sometimes. <laughs> but what we love and admire about each other is that we just go for it. We go for it. And in the going for it, there is a becoming that occurs. If you can surrender the idea that if you get it, then it's worth it. And if you can embrace the journey that you're on and how everything is a part of it, then you find yourself in a most sacred, holy place, which is nothing is lost. Everything is included and used and expands the consciousness of love within you and within the world around you. You're going for whatever you're going for is in your life. That is not just for you. It expands you. It's a gift for you. But those around you become blessed. And who you will become at the end of the journey, whether it comes to manifestation or it appears not to come to manifestation, that is what matters the most. That is what the spiritual, the spiritual journey is about. It's about us taking steps, going over the cliff. Stephen Sondheim wrote, The choice might have been mistaken, 
Do I need to do something? Am I okay? Alright. Stephen Sondheim said, The choice might have been mistaken. The choosing was not. The choice might have been mistaken, but the choosing it was not. Keep moving on. The world says, don't be a fool. Play it safe. I said, if you're willing to be a fool, you just might discover the brilliance inside of you that you could never have touched had you yourself not jumped over the cliff It is through our foolishness where we discover parts of ourselves that we could not have known. It's like you've got these amazing, brilliant aspects of your being. It's all God. It's all the highest self. It's all beautiful and good. And our purpose of being here and our focus of being here is to live those. I don't want you at the end of your life to look back and go, Wow, that's a lot of unused energy. That's a lot of unused self. 3%, 4% I think is what people may use, what an average soul just trotting by, gets. that's about what they access or what they utilize in their life. There's so much more available. And the way to access it is we must move outside of our comfort zone. We must be willing to be foolish, if you will. Foolish And courageous people who are willing to take their steps have absolutely changed the world. Nelson Mandela comes to mind. He campaigned for justice and freedom in South Africa, was imprisoned for 20 years for his opposition to apartheid. And when he was released, he transformed the energy of his enemies by his acceptance and his generosity toward them. John F. Kennedy in 1961 said, Hey America, let's go to the moon. That was crazy. And yet it occurred because it was said, it was brought forth. And I learned about this woman today. Or maybe, I'm sorry, I learned about this woman throughout the week. Her name is Nelsa Corbello. She's a former nun and school teacher. She took on Ecuador's toughest criminals. She personally took on Ecuador's toughest criminals who were the gangs in the streets. For two years, this non-school teacher walked the streets at night, at midnight, by herself, that were gang-ridden and were owned by the gangs. And she would walk up to the people and she would just listen to anyone who would talk to her. She would not respond. She would not give any feedback. She would not give one word of input. She just listened. She went where every person would say she is a fool. For two years, she met gang member after gang member after gang member. Now she's started a foundation where she brings gangs together in Ecuador where they start businesses in partnership. They had a day where the gangs brought all of their weapons into the street and ran over them with bulldozers to signify it's over. She helped them see that they were destroying life when there was so much life that was available to them. This foolish woman followed her heart and took a courageous step forward. Our boldness and our courage, Bodhi's, has brought us to this place and time today. We are beginning anew. And I believe that the greatest 
combination, the greatest combination that will really cause powerful change is wisdom, wise mind, and a foolish heart. Because the wise mind, we need the wise mind that says, do you have what you need in this moment? Are you caring for your time, your energy, your resources in a way that moves things forward? We do need the wisdom, absolutely. And it is the foolish heart that never stops trusting or believing. I was working with my spiritual counselor a couple weeks ago. And we're kind of talking about this. And she told me a little story, which I think is great. I'll pass it on to you. She said, steal from me once, and I trust you. Steal from me twice, I trust you. Steal from me three times, I trust you. You see, the fool never loses their trust. Therefore, they are the richest of them all. Because they know that the material things mean nothing. And that the ability to trust life and never lose that is everything. Everything. The fool that is in the Shakespeare, Shakespeare stories and in the archetypical um, imagery that appears in uh, movies and stories of, of, of long ago represents the crazy one, the one that brings the laughter and the one that, that breaks the energy up, but also the one who is free to say things that nobody else ever would. The one that actually knows more that's occurring because their ability, their consciousness, their way of being gives them access into parts, into what we'll say in the world of form, um, to, to meet with different people, but inside of ourselves. The energy of the fool allows doors to open and gives you access to ideas, to wisdom, to ways, to hows, to, to all that you need. It's a wonderful creative energy. How have you not allowed yourself to be positively, productively, passionately foolish? Where have you allowed a box to be built around you that has started to be comfortable, but over time just got a little bit tighter because, well, now I'm older, and now I can't move as fast, and now that degree I thought about getting 10 years ago, well, now it's 10 years later, and gosh, retirement's coming and I don't have anything in the savings. And, and it just... And suddenly you're living in such a small little box. And that small little box doesn't allow the flow of life, of God, of possibility that is here now. The, the possibility of life knows no age. The possibility of life doesn't have a requirement on your educational level. The possibility of life doesn't need anything but you. You, and wherever you are, whatever size you are, whatever age you are, whatever sex you are, whatever, whatever you are, possibility sits in the center of your being, alive and available. Now, I know that you do not want to spend another year wanting and wishing for something to occur, or as that song, again, I'll reference it, Lady said, waiting for a miracle to come your way so that suddenly you know it's your time. That's not how it works. It begins with you. It begins with us on this new day, on this April Fool's Day, <laughs> here at Bodie, in our new home, 
we sit in the beginning of a brand new possibility. We sit here able more than ever before to help people go deeper. We sit here able to help people feel loved and to feel belonging and to have more celebrations and spiritual gatherings. There's so much that's possible for us. But you see, Bodhi is not me. Bodhi is not our amazing board of directors. Bodhi is not our spiritual counselors. Bodhi is not our brilliant leadership. Bodhi is you. Bodhi is each one of us giving ourselves to something greater and allowing yourself to be deeply and profoundly transformed and connected. Now the challenge of that, when we step out into that, and for some of you, you may be saying, no way am I willing to be a fool like that. <laughs> because the challenge is in spiritual community is because the vibration, and get this, because the vibration is so high, because our intention of coming together is anchored in prayer, it's anchored in us knowing the truth of oneness, of who we are, because that is who we are, that's what we've said we're here to be, that's what's occurring energetically, because all of that wonderful vibration, when you come into it, all the stuff that doesn't match starts to pop up and scream. And what happens is you go, oh God, I don't want anyone to see that. Oh God, I'm so, oh. and then you start projecting it out and that person's wrong and they won't talk. All that silliness, all that stuff starts to occur. And, and if you're not conscious, you pull out. You contract immediately. I can't. I don't have enough time. I don't have enough of this. Suddenly the ego will just make lots of good reasons for you not to give yourself to a divine idea, an expanded spiritual community. But I'm here to tell you, when that occurs, that's the good news. That's what you're here for. We're here to bump into each other. We're here to have our buttons pushed. We're here to have someone say something just a little sideways so we can ride it for seven days. <laughs> right? So at the seventh day, you finally go, Oh, I'm exhausted. Maybe, maybe that was for me. Maybe everything that's happening in your life is for you. And I'm hearing Byron Katie's voice in my head say, I dropped the maybe. Yeah. <laughs> so everything, Bodhi can be a spiritual center where people awaken to their inner godness. That's what I'm passionate about. I am really, really turned on and really interested in hanging out with people that want to know who they are. I call that God. You can call it love, you can call it purpose. Go ahead. It doesn't matter the name as much as the vibration, the feeling tone of what it's about. We really sit in an amazing possibility. The consciousness is shifting. 2012 does have a vibration to it. Why do you think they've been talking about it for years? And here we sit in it. I don't think anything's gonna come crumbling down. Spring might come really early, okay. That's all right. But what's happening in consciousness is that people are going to wake up. They're gonna start talking, saying the things that we say. And they're gonna need a place to go. And the more people that come, the more you 
will belong. I promise you that. We have a design here at Bodhi, a program, a leadership, a building program that makes everyone belong. It's brilliant. It works. We want you to be a part of it. We'll move to two services very soon. You don't need to worry about us reaching capacity immediately. Thank you, by the way, for that. We can do all of those things. We can do all of those things together. I really do believe that Bodhi can change the world in a fantastic way, in our little way, in our little piece of land on planet Earth that is in the middle of this enormous galaxy. So little, such so, so minute are we. And yet there's so much power here. And if we're sitting at the beginning of a new day. And I thank you and I welcome you to be a part of it.